I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Hello and welcome to the World Cup Cricket Show, the World Cup's favourite World Cup Cricket Show. My name is Adam Bayfield and I'll be your host tonight. And as always, I'm joined by little Tony Kerr. <laughs> How are you, Adam? Uh, I'm absolutely exhausted. That intro has taken it out of me, Tony, because uh, as you may be able to hear, uh, I'm ill. That's convenient. <laughs> I've got what I can only describe as the snuffles at the moment. Do your employers know the World Cup's up? I'm a bit worried that they might have noticed that the World Cup has started. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's one of it's one of the only things they know about me uh, is that I like cricket. So I'm slightly concerned that they they may have put two and two together. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about that because I'm on pretty thin ice over there as it is. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's very convenient timing. I mean, you've already, you've already had two days off work, and the World Cup's only about four days old. So and two of those days were weekends. So. The evidence is mounting, mate. I've just been watching the cricket. It's been great. Except it really hasn't been great because I have actually been ill. But you'll be relieved to hear, Tone, that I am actually feeling a lot better now. Uh, Although it's one of those colds where uh, I now sound like I'm really ill, even though I'm feeling better. Whereas when I was feeling horrendous on Friday, I sounded absolutely fine. So again, it's that thing where I have to call work and be like, yeah, I can't come in today, actually. Yeah, I'm feeling dreadful. (laughs) It's a bit weird this time because I can't see you. Normally I can see you. That's usually because we're in the same room uh, in the studio. But even when we record on Skype, as we're doing tonight, I can normally see you, but your internet isn't working, you're saying, so you want the, the video turned off. You were getting really angry with your internet before. It's really annoying, yeah. Dark ages, mate. I was just sat here for like 35 minutes while you swore at your computer. <laughs> I just got the headphones in. It's like, oh, this is a good way to spend a Monday night. Uh, but yeah, so we are on Skype tonight. We're also experimenting with a new way of recording it. So, you know, hopefully it works. Possibly ask the listeners to uh, give us a little bit of patience. Yeah, I'm just doing a speed test on my line, uh, but the actual speed test page won't load, which isn't very encouraging. <laughs> that can't be a good sign. Uh, but anyway, how are you, Tone? You enjoying the World Cup? I'm really well, thanks. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm loving it. Well, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> well, look, keep scaling it down. I'm loving it. Well, I'm enjoying it. Well, <laughs> it's all right. Well, I think what I'm particularly enjoying is that Trent Bolt has just taken the wicket with his second delivery, and he's my power player for tonight's game. So nice. Yeah. Well, uh, New Zealand v Scotland uh, is taking place as we're recording this. It's Monday night. Uh, we've had five games of the World Cup so far. It's seven minutes past ten at the moment. So uh, that that sixth game has just kicked off. Uh, should we just get right into it, Tony? Do you want to get right into it? Let's tuck in. Let's tuck in. Uh, we, as I say, five games so far. Australia and New Zealand, uh, the two host nations, both won on the opening day, beating England and Sri Lanka, respectively. I apologise. I, I feel like I'm 
sounding really nasal. Uh, so I apologise for that. Uh, then South Africa beat Zimbabwe on day two and India thrashed Pakistan on the same day. Uh, and then on day three, Ireland beat the West Indies in Nelson. So that, that was a real upset tone. Uh, the upset that everyone predicted. So arguably, therefore, it wasn't an upset. Uh, but nonetheless, it was very exciting uh, with West Indies batting first in a lot of trouble. Uh, they lost four wickets fairly on, didn't they? And then uh, Darren Sammy and Lendl Simmons uh, staged a remarkable recovery and ended up posting over 300. Uh, but Ireland chased it down, well, with an astonishing level of comfort, you would have to say, um, uh, with half centuries from Paul Sterling, uh, Ed Joyce and Niall O'Brien. And despite uh, a late wobble, they still ended up winning by four wickets with more than four overs to spare. So, yeah, exciting stuff. I mean, did the tournament need that tone? I mean, it, did it A, need an upset, but not even an upset. Did it just need a contest? Because it had all been very one-sided up till then. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Can I just interrupt to say that Trent Bolt's now on a hat-trick, mate? So Bloody hell, should yeah. we just go and watch this? <laughs> we should, really. We're missing all <laughs> the action. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you'd have to say, so far, it's it's been pretty one way. I mean, I'm actually growing to love this West Indies team because they remind me of pretty much every team that I've ever played in. And they're just like absolutely ber- rubbish. Ber- yeah, rubbish, bereft of confidence on any level. <laughs> uh, like awful batting lineup that kind of just, you know, it was, it was very endearing. But yeah, I mean, yeah, as you say, the way Ireland uh, went about the, the run chase, yeah, what did it, they finished with about five overs to spare. Uh, and they've now got three of the top five World Cup run chases, which is quite remarkable in a way. That is ridiculous, isn't it? And you know it's 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 th- it's now three World Cups in a row that they've taken down a major team. Obviously, it was Pakistan in two thousand and seven, and they did knock them out. Uh, they beat England in twenty eleven, of course, although they didn't knock them out on that occasion. Uh, but they've given themselves a real chance of knocking out West Indies and making the quarterfinals here. And yeah, this was by far of those three memorable victories. This was by far the most comfortable because you know like like I said I described this as not just an upset but the contest that the tournament needed but actually was it even really a contest because well, until that late wobble they were only two down with about 270 on the board were they they were in, in no danger of losing that game at any point during the chase and actually the first half uh, of the West Indies innings was so pedestrian uh, it was it was untrue. Again, reminding you of teams that you've played in. I exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was, yeah. Darren Sammy uh, and Lendl Simmons did, you know, did pretty well to uh, to recover that innings. They injected a bit of Kerr flair at the, <laughs> at, the at the back end. Yeah, slightly longer than my innings usually. <laughs> a bit more success. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But I mean, it was it. It was also the first game of this World Cup, which really made me annoyed that I was sat at home. And not there, because it did look absolutely stunning in Nelson last night. Well, there'll be many more of those to come, <laughs> I sure. suspect. It really was quite remarkable just how easy it looked for Ireland. And that says uh, a lot of quite uh, distressing things about West Indies, which we'll come on to in a second. But, you know, you, you can't give Ireland enough credit. And just some of the shots that Ed Joyce and Niall O'Brien were playing. I mean, Joyce was just kind of backing away and cracking the ball over the offside you know they, they were they were proper cricket shots and and this is the thing because they are they are top class cricketers aren't they i mean ed joyce has, has played for england before and and scored and scored hundreds for england the stories have been our ireland stun west indies and it has been a story of a big shock at the world cup but actually you know this is a a, a decent international side with some some 
you know some international class players. Yeah, I mean they're, they're yeah the, the result proves it. The last night they're at least at that level. So yeah, the, the commentators are still you know they're still falling back to oh you know this is a, an island side full of character you know well drilled and all this stuff. But I mean possibly in the field uh, the bowling attack from Ireland not the most dynamic you'd have to say, but. Did a did a good job in it, you know. Did what they need to do, I guess. And uh, yeah, uh, the batsman did even better. Yeah, it's perhaps not the most incisive bowling attack, is it? But then there's one or two other uh, more highly fancied teams in the competition that that perhaps don't have um, hugely incisive bowling attacks at the moment. Uh, Sri Lanka being one example. So you know, and yeah, this thing of the, the commentators talking about them are you know a plucky bunch of characters. I mean, they're not sort of postmen and electricians anymore. This is a fully professional side. So, yeah, like I say, this was the upset that everyone predicted. I don't think we should be too surprised. I don't think we are too surprised that they've beaten the West Indies. And it does make the ICC look quite foolish, doesn't it? Because not only with the next World Cup looming where Ireland will find it difficult to qualify because it's only going to be 10 teams, I think they probably will qualify, but, you know, there's a question mark there. And But actually, if the ICC had had their way, Ireland wouldn't have been at this tournament. They wouldn't have even been allowed to qualify. The original idea for the 2015 World Cup was for a 10-team event uh, with no qualification. It would just be the 10-test side. So Ireland would have been banned. You know, they would have been excluded from this tournament. So this result wouldn't have happened. So the ICC probably shouldn't be allowed to forget that. They've been tweeting in the aftermath. Oh, what an extraordinary result. Oh, Cricket World Cup. ICC Cricket World Cup comes alive. But, you know, they, they shouldn't be allowed to forget that they didn't want them at this tournament. Yeah, I mean, well, it's ludicrous. And the kind of the ICC's glacial, uh, you know, level of, of making changes and, and progressing the game uh, it isn't going to do Ireland any favours over the next few years. I mean, as much as it, it, it was great to see Ireland win, and, you know, I really in, enjoyed that, um, I perhaps wasn't uh, filled with unbridled joy in the way that I might have been had they beaten almost any other team, because it is quite painful to see where West Indies are at the moment I mean they're they're just in disarray aren't they yeah I mean the, the, the where, I mean, where do you start with them really I mean the the, the batting display uh, until those two uh, Simmons and Savvy came to the crease was dismal just so pedestrian so ordinary you've got to worry for them in the, the remainder of the tournament well it's the bowling as well I mean they, they just couldn't get a grip on that island chase at all Jerome Taylor was going at about 11 and over, and he's probably the most dangerous bowler that they have. You know, obviously there are some guys who aren't there, who perhaps could be there, Dwayne Bravo being one, Son on the Ryan being another. So this is a slightly weakened attack. Solomon Ben was injured as well, and he might well come back in. But yeah, you just you can't sort of uh, get away from the fact that if Ireland are going to be able to bat that comfortably and chase down 300 that comfortably against them, um, then you worry a bit uh, what's going to happen when they play India, South Africa. It, it's a tough ask now for West Indies to qualify because they're going to have to beat at least one of India, South Africa or Pakistan. I mean, I, I feel really bad for Jason Holder, uh, who's the captain of the side. I mean, he's 23 years old. Uh, he's had the captaincy of this team thrust upon him at not a great time. I mean, clearly that's a, a political move by the board as part of the fallout from that uh, walkout in India when Dwayne Bravo had the captaincy taken away from him and Holder was a sort of, uh, you know, perhaps a, a politically convenient or politically neutral guy to give the captaincy to. But when you look at that team that was playing against Ireland, you know, obviously, yeah, there's no Dwayne Bravo, but playing in Nelson, there was Dinesh Ramdin, who is the test captain. There's Darren Sammy, who is the previous captain. 
uh, and for my money should still be the captain. Then there's Chris Gale, who's another previous captain. There's various other senior players like Marlon Samuels, Darren Bravo, and yet it's Jason Holder who's being asked to to carry the load and to essentially carry the can for this. And just watching that uh, Ireland chase, there really wasn't much leadership out on the field. There was a lot of uh, you know those senior guys perhaps not taking responsibility, leaving it up to Holder. And tactically, he was found a bit wanting. And then towards the end of the chase, he put down a really straightforward catch in the deep as well. And he just looked absolutely dejected. And I did feel sorry for him. Do you think West Indies will still get through, Tone? Or, or could they be gone now? I mean, obviously, there's still five games to go for them. But, you know, it, it is a long way back. Yeah, they're struggling. Well, yeah, as you said before, they're going to have to win one of the big games I mean, I suppose the way Pakistan folded against India, you'd think actually, you know, they're in a bit of bit of trouble potentially. That's that's susceptible. Well, indeed, their their next game is against Pakistan on Friday night in uh, in Christchurch, so that does become a massive game. That really does for both sides actually, because now that Ireland have won for Pakistan, you know, if West Indies beat Pakistan, that does open the group up and puts Pakistan in danger. So you know, there, there's a lot riding on on that fixture. Um, but if West Indies lose, yeah, that, you'd worry for them because, I'm, 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 as I say, I'm not sure that their bowlers are uh, going to be able to contain uh, India or South Africa. So, that, I mean, that has been the the biggest story of the tournament so far. But but what else has, has stood out for you uh, in the opening few days? Uh, well, England's miserable performance. That was, of course. <laughs> that was worth getting up for in my uh, slightly hungover state on Saturday morning. Yeah, that wasn't a lot of fun. The, the other games really haven't been up to much, have they? So, Well, none of them have been close. Uh, that, that's certainly true. I've still been enjoying it, though. Uh, just, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it goes on like this, it's going to get very miserable very quickly. But just because, you know, it's the beginning and it's all exciting. And actually, the atmosphere has been pretty good in most of the games. You know, you can't not enjoy watching cricket when it's in New Zealand and Australia. Because particularly in New Zealand, the crowds look so amazing. Uh, the atmosphere is, is is great, you know, was great in the MCG and in Adelaide for the India-Pakistan game, even though that, you know, in isolation, that was a pretty uh, terrible, very one-sided game. Uh, that, was, that was a big occasion, wasn't it? I suppose that guy took that one-handed catch in the crowd. That was a highlight. <laughs> that was a big moment, yeah. That was a big moment. That was a big moment. Actually, that, that was off David Miller, wasn't it? And that's one of the things that's, that stood out for me. Uh, David Miller's innings uh, against Zimbabwe. He, when he gets going... I mean, it's this thing that we talk about all the time. It's like, whoever's hit the most recent 100 is the most devastating batsman in the world. Uh, and I, I wouldn't say David Miller's the most devastating batsman in the world, but in terms of kind of raw power, he's pretty great to watch when he gets going. You'd question whether he's able to do it against the best bowlers. He was up against uh, the Zimbabwean attack, which isn't the, the, the best in the world, you'd have to say. But he's pretty great to watch in full flow. There's been flashes, hasn't there, so far? I, mean, I did quite enjoy... Yeah, New Zealand's uh, the way they started their their innings and started the, the, the competition. Uh, yeah, McCullum looks pretty tasty in, in his little. What did he get? Sixty odd. Yeah, that was that was great to watch actually as well on the opening night, wasn't it? Uh, I think he hit was it three fours in his first four deliveries. Yeah, it, yeah, it's delightful. What a man, really. You'd have to say. The DJs have had an interesting tournament so. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Far. Well, they have. I mean, they've not done a huge amount to stoke the atmosphere, have they? <laughs> it was in that opening game, that uh, New Zealand Sri Lanka game. You've, you've had the anthems, the crowd are on their feet, getting ready to get the party started. Uh, McCullum and Guptill are walking to the wicket, and the DJ chooses that moment to play Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, let's go. It's not Gangnam style, is it? <laughs> well, I just don't know where they find these guys. I do not know. <laughs> Uh, I think this could be our future calling. Uh, you know, after post World Cricket Show, I think we could become a kind of DJ duo, just playing ICC tournaments. I never, ever, ever thought uh, that you would advocate me becoming a DJ well, in any situation. Because I mean, you, you're very scathing but... about my my music choices. <laughs> I choose the music, and you just be like that kind of, you know, just stopping people getting to me. <laughs> what security yeah exactly I know that yeah. I mean the music's been a bit bizarre isn't it? it's uh, a lot of kind of slow jams and uh... <laughs> again and they played uh, in the West Indies Island game they played Everybody Hurts by R.E.M <laughs> it's like one of the most slow <laughs> miserable songs of all time I mean it's just the contrast between that and uh, the World T20 in Bangladesh last year <laughs> where the DJs were just going absolutely nuts and it was Gangnam style every like every third delivery they played Gangnam style <laughs> uh, you know it's it's quite it's quite funny but another thing that I've that I've really enjoyed one thing that's really stood out for me uh, was the post match presentation after the India Pakistan game did you see this No I didn't see uh, this Rami's Raja presenting uh, no, it was just it was just great to see because you know we we talk about Virat Kohli a lot, uh, and you know just what a, an incredible player he has, what an incredible career he's had so far, and continuing his his incredible career because uh, you know normally uh, in a post match presentation, you know a player will get one award, the man of the match award. Well, Kohli won three awards. R- Rami's Raja presented him with the man of the match, uh, the man of the player, and the man of the match awards. So it was quite uh, it was quite extraordinary stuff. The man of the player. That's what he said. He <laughs> said, he said Rami's Raja said, it's the man of the match, uh, the man of the player, the man of the match, Virat Kohli. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was bizarre. Well, Scotland are four down now for 12. Jesus, is it all Trent Bolt? No, I wish. Tim Sally's just <laughs> taken a couple. Uh, I mean, one of the other standout, standout uh, things of the tournament so far is the little heads at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the more absurd 
Yeah, one of the more absurd things, really. Very distracting. Well, for people who haven't seen it, this is, you know, the, you've got the, the score uh, in the top left of the screen. And then at the bottom of the screen, it tells you the two batsmen and what score they're on and the bowler and what uh, figures he has so far. But new for this tournament, they, they come accompanied by the heads of those players and they're mostly grinning at you. I was slightly concerned, uh, uh, slightly concerned that James Taylor's face is going to be burnt into my screen. <laughs> uh, there was a kind of, uh, you know, a slight... I was slightly torn on whether I wanted to stay in for my fantasy team or get out so that I didn't have his face. <laughs> but, you know, interrupting everything I ever watch again. <laughs> uh, well, that, that speaking of James Taylor, that was, you know, what, a, what an innings that was uh, from little James Taylor. It wasn't enough. He made, what, 98 uh, not out uh, for England in that game against Australia, but they still lost. And you'd have to say Australia looking pretty ominous. That was a real whooping that they gave England in Melbourne, wasn't it? it was, yeah. Poor James Taylor. His, you know, physical stature is probably is probably up there in terms of how much it's talked about as Mike Gatting's waistline, isn't it? It's like no one can mention James Taylor without mentioning his height. Yeah, it's like uh, me and, and you, uh, you know me and my sexy voice. You just <laughs> you can't. You can't. So you just yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, it was a really oh, it was it was a great knock. I mean, yeah, the game had gone uh, by that point. The Australians. Did ease off a little bit, you know. Mitch Marsh got a bit tired, so. Uh, but it, but nonetheless, it was it was impressive. Bit of a shame he didn't get the turn, obviously. Bit of a weird one at the end there. Yeah, I mean, as an England fan, you know, it, it was it was a disappointing performance from England. But I didn't come away from it feeling that disappointed for two reasons. The first being that Australia are just a much better team at the moment, just a much much better team than England, and they do look seriously impressive in all departments and that that catch from Steve Smith oh. uh, was it of Joss Butler and he just flew through the air I mean it just doesn't get any better than that I sort of feel that, that catch has been a bit underrated uh, by the commentators I can't remember who was on commentary but he was like oh what a good catch well Butler will have to walk off uh, <laughs> you know but that, that was like one of the best catches I've ever seen well I think they showed more replays of the, the Haddon catch didn't they yeah which was also a very good catch but Smith, nice I mean little... Smith it was just Butler middled it and Smith like dived, sailing through the air, and had about half a second to get there. It was, it was extraordinary. You know, when that sort of thing happens, you think, well, yeah, this team are, you know, they're they're going to be very hard to beat because just in all facets, they really are firing. When you're holding on to balls like that, I mean, it's it's they're a terrifying prospect, really. And as you say, it was uh, less disappointing, more predictable, and you know that's a bit sad as well. But th- th- yeah, there is an awful long way to go in the tournament sure and I, I wouldn't sort of take a reading on where England are at in comparison to most other teams on the basis of where they're at compared to Australia because I you know I, I just think Australia are quite aware ahead of, of anybody else pretty much um, so that's the first reason why I wasn't that disappointed with England's performance uh, but the second reason is because of that uh, umpiring cock up at the end of the game well Taylor was given out LBW by Alim Dahl Taylor reviewed it and it was overturned. But 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 in the moments when everyone was waiting for Dar to put his finger up, uh, they tried to run a leg by, uh, and Glenn Maxwell threw down the stumps. Uh, and when the decision was overturned, they then referred the run out and gave Jimmy Anderson run out. Now, obviously, that was a, a terrible decision because it should have been a dead ball. A, that's in the laws of the game that uh, if that happens, that once as soon as a decision is given out, the ball's immediately dead, and it doesn't matter whether you know when it's overturned, it it, it doesn't matter. You can't 
steal a run and you can't be run out. So A, that's in the laws of the game, but B, it's just incredibly obvious, I think, to everyone that it should be a dead ball. So because of that umpiring cock-up at the end of the game, I came away with a real feeling of injustice. I felt like England were robbed. That is the one thing I'll remember about that game in years to come. I'll forget about everything else that happened. Uh, so I'm quite pleased about it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's almost as important as a result, isn't it? You know, <laughs> well, yeah, the injustice. Absolutely. It's probably the one thing I'll remember from this World Cup <laughs> in five or six years' time. And it is tough to understand how that could have happened. It was uh, Dharma Cena and Alim Dar, wasn't it? And between them and the third umpire and the fourth umpire and potentially the match referee as well, uh, they didn't sort of stop. They had a lot of time to think about it. They didn't stop to consider whether it might be a dead ball, even though James Taylor was saying, surely that's a dead ball. So, you know, you've got to think, well, I guess it, it was Valentine's Day. Uh, so I suspect that maybe Dharma Cena just had some, you know, had a, a table booked at a restaurant or something. Or maybe he had tickets for Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, you know, you've, you've, you've got to get off on time, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. You can't be hanging around. OK, well, that's it for this first World Cup episode of the World Cricket Show. Uh, I hope that the audio has not been too bad. Hopefully everyone's been able to hear that. It's just it's not just been me talking uh, or Tony talking. Uh, perhaps we could release two episodes, one of me, one of you, and then it's sort of some kind of meta experiment. Yeah, it'd be like that Flaming Lips album where you, you yeah you burn them kind of burn them onto a CD onto two different CDs, put them in two different CD players, and it'll literally like be like you're in the middle of a conversation. Exactly. So it sounds we, like a bit of a nightmare to me. But... For, for next week, we could get uh, London, <laughs> we can get London correspondent Gordon McRae on the line as well. You know, that's three tracks, and then people will, you know, I guess they'll have to get together in uh, you know they'll have to drive a load of cars into the middle of a field uh, to have enough CD players. That's an awesome idea. I think we should definitely do it. <laughs> so it's a concept podcast. <laughs> concept uh, podcast. So, so, so yeah, so that's 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 it for this edition. Uh, we're we're going to pop up every now and then throughout the group stage. Uh, we're not sure exactly when, just when things have been happening. So yeah, so we'll be back at some point. I hope everyone's enjoying the Fantasy League. Uh, we've got a World Cricket Show Mini League running on the official Fantasy game. Uh, how are you getting on so far, Tony? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm satisfied with my progress so far, I would say. Uh, I've not blown myself away like I usually, <laughs> like I usually do. Uh, You've not blown anyone away. Well, what are you? <laughs> You're 30th. 30, well, I'm top 30. In the table. You're top 30. I mean, there are a lot of teams in the league, so you are, you know, you're in the top third for sure. I'm confident of creeping up. I think, you know, a decent night tonight, a couple more wickets for Trent and I'll be, uh, I'll be on, on your coattails. Well, yeah, I'm I'm 19th, so I I could be doing better. But actually, all 18 teams ahead of me have made a lot more subs than I have. So you know, what does that tell you? Although I did only just realise because there are 42 subs and there are 42 games in the group stage, so I assumed there was one per game. Uh, but actually, it's 42 for the first half of the group stage, and then you get another 42. So I think everyone else had read the rules and I hadn't. So uh, yeah, you're not using that as an excuse. Later I need to get on it. Well, I'm just saying, how brilliant am I that I've barely made any subs and I'm still 19th? Uh, well, wait, see, we'll, we should have recorded this tomorrow, really. <laughs> uh, I think. Well, yeah. So that's that's the fantasy league. Now I need to hold my hands up here and admit that I made a Darmasena level cock up <laughs> on last week's show because uh, I gave out the wrong pin code. Uh, for our mini league, oh yeah, it was it was a pretty uh, pretty low moment when I realised that. How did you manage that? Well, I blame you, Tone, because uh, normally you know when we're when we're in our studio, you've got a stack of numbers printed on bits of cardboard, 
at like some kind of gymnastics judge or something. Every time I went to give the pin code, you just held up the number nine. It's just all part of your plan to undermine me, I think. You're just getting in my head. Yeah, so I in- it's working. <laughs> so I gave an incorrect nine. <laughs> an erroneous point, nine. An erroneous nine in the pin code. The correct code, and Tony, you might want to verify this, is 22025. So people can still get involved, can't they? If, yeah, if you've got a team. Yeah, or even if you don't. I mean, it's a really long tournament, as we say. So, uh, yeah, you've missed the first few matches, but there's a long way to go. So plenty of time to make up ground. Uh, so the official game is fantasy.icc-cricket.com. And the pin code is 22025. Do you know the other thing I love about this World Cup so far? Go on. It's the app. I love the app. I haven't got the app, mate. Is it good? Get the app. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. I, I've never seen uh, a kind of live text and like live score app uh, like it, really. It's, uh, it's beautiful. You've never seen one? Oh, no, I've, seen, I've obviously seen one, but uh, yeah. Oh, you've never seen one yeah, like there you it? Go, so there you go. Pat on the back to whoever made that. Well, do you know what, Tony? I might download it. Yeah, get on it. It's all about apps, isn't it, this day and age? Yeah, I know. That's all I care about. It's not, like, I wouldn't really care if the World Cup wasn't happening. <laughs> the app. Got the app. You wouldn't care if it wasn't happening, eh? That's good. Thanks. Yeah, it's been that kind of show tonight, hasn't it? Right, I'm off to watch the end of the... Uh, well... Some more of Scotland's innings. Yeah, well, I do need to stop because my throat hurts a lot. But I'll just say very quickly uh, that, of course, you can find us on the internet. Facebook.com slash Cricket Show is our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, Tony is at Tony Cover. I'm at Adam Bafel 12 And the show account is at Cricket Show. And I'm tweeting during World Cup matches. Not all of them, but the ones that I'm watching, I'll be tweeting during. Uh, because I now can't concentrate for long enough to not you know, be on a smartphone. Because it's all about apps these days, isn't it, Tony? Yeah, you're a 21st century boy. I'm where it's happening. Except I found out the other day that you'd never heard of Beats headphones. I have absolutely no idea what Beats headphones are. Which astonished me. And then I said, you know, Beats by Dre. And you're like, oh, Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course, Dr. Dre. <laughs> well, I thought Dr. Dre, the last time I heard anyone talk about Dr. Dre was in about the year 2000. Yeah. Well, it's all moved on a lot since then, mate. He's not, he doesn't even make music anymore. He just makes headphones. I've honestly never heard of these headphones. I think you're winding me up. Well, I don't personally... They're not my brand of choice, I'd say that. But what I would say is that they're literally ubiquitous now. Yeah, I just don't... I don't know. I just... Mate, every... Have you never what Like, every sportsman in the world gets off their bus wearing a pair of Beats. I just don't take an interest in headphones, to be honest. Yeah. Uh... I'm I'm happy with my Panasonic, my Panasonic Walkman. I'm pretty sure you've still got some headphones that you stole off a BA flight in 1999. <laughs> That's what I'm using to record this. <laughs> yeah. My ears are getting very hot. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's about it, I think. Uh, stay in school, everybody, and we will see you all next time. Cheery. Bye for now.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.